It's spooky season, but you know what's not scary? That's a great Android podcast player. And that is the Podcast Republic app, available on the Google Play Store. Thousands of good reviews, folks. Thousands of good reviews on that store. You download the app. You favorite your shows. They download right to your device. It's that easy. It's straightforward. You've heard me talk about it. Go see it for yourself. The Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner. A man who, if he were to come back reincarnated after his death, is much more likely to be a record of Dolly Parton's greatest hits than a motor vehicle. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Leno, why am I not coming back as a person like this guy? Well, he comes back as a car. He's the, no, he's not the car. He's the person who drives the, the car. car. No, he is the car. Then how does he give the car away? At the, sorry, spoiler alert. How does he give the car away at the end? All right. I mean, he's basically the car. It's is a car. It's a ghost car movie. What we're doing right now. I mean, you're not wrong, but you're also like it's, it's a car. It's a ghost car. What do you want from me? I would have to be the person who owns her collection, her like all of her records and also her records. And then at anyway. the end, I just show up at your doorstep. I'm like, here's a crate of Dolly Parton records, and you're like. I don't really want these. And then I'm like, <laughs> also, I'm your brother and I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> Just ruin the end of the movie before we even say the title of it. That's uh, I apologize. That's not how we normally do things around here. We can bleep uh, it. <laughs> we watched an uh, independent movie from 1985. Six. Six. Oh. Huh. Okay, I thought we were hitting an anniversary with this one. I guess we're not. Anyway, we watched The Wraith, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your magic space car. Something's gotta be done about your magic space car. Uh, so I saw a trailer for this because yeah, I was- Yeah, why trolling. did you pick this one? Okay, so um, I was watching a bunch of trailers for stuff that was on a streaming service called Tubi. Uh, when I was Love Tubi. Halloween stuff. Yeah, it's uh, not a sponsor, but if you want to sponsor us, Tubi, hey, uh, we use your site quite a bit. Um, so it was just it just felt like it checked a lot of interesting boxes. Production design looked really interesting to me. The uh, props and sets looked really interesting to me. Had Randy Quaid, which is always fun. Had um, I can't remember the actress's Clint name Howard right now. Well, Clint Howard, yeah, but also the actress, the main character, is from Twin Peaks. Sherilyn um, Fern? Sherilyn Finn. I was I think cl- her name so is. close. Yeah, you're really close. Um, I'm sitting in a different chair than I normally do because that chair is broken, and I feel, like, very off, which is, like, bizarre. But I'm, like, an inch and a quarter higher than I normally am, and I feel everything feels wrong. No, I get it. Now. I totally get that. <laughs> it's like my thing's not at the right angle anymore. It's like when you like get your I'm- car back from a shop. And yes, you're like, you're like that whole first day, you're like, ah, it's not exactly, where is it? Okay. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so I just, I thought it looked really interesting. Like it, to me, this movie seemed like it was going to check a lot of our boxes. I'm curious to see as we go through how we liked it. My impression based on just looking at your face, as I said this while we were setting up, is that you like did not care for this. Uh, so it'll be interesting as we go through to see how that, how that goes. But I didn't I, fully I feel, hate it. I will, I will open yeah. with that. Yeah, and I like. I think there's a lot to like about this movie. I think it's like 
kind of quintessentially the things we talk about when we talk about why we like 80s movies is this kind of like it's this movie's insane like that it exists at all is it's bonkers to, to cocaine's massive prevalence in that decade um but yeah it's 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 a bonkers movie and that i was like all right you got a, the guy and the, the ghost car thing and like there's charlie sheen pieces. too we forgot to mention he's in this movie yes charlie sheen is in this movie and then nick cassavetes is also in this movie playing a real scumbag um, it just it just checks a lot of the boxes. So I was just really curious. It has um, I know we just finished the spectacular, but it has a kind of Friday the 13th homemade just getting the gang together vibe to me. I agree. It's definitely got that sort of grungy. It's not it's not as as uh, pulpy as mm. like Last House on the Left, but yes. it definitely is in the Friday the 13th. Let's get some friends in the woods. Yeah, What's a permit? Never heard of it. Yes, exactly. Like we we're gonna blow this up. Okay, we should probably do that legally. Nah, it's fine. It's the desert. What right. law is there in the desert? So what, what do you real quick? What do you know, David Cassavetti from? Nick Cassavetti. Nick Cassavetti. Okay, yeah. He's mostly a director. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Cool. Because I was looking and I realized that he sort of become a director, and Billy, the brother of the guy who dies, that the hand wave says dies. He became a casting director and still acts a little bit, and they work together sometimes. Yeah, actually, my sister's Clint keeper. Howard, yeah, well, also there was a there's a Bigfoot horror movie from like two or three years ago that has four cast members of this movie in it, including Clint Howard that I saw on the IMDb trivia. Clint Howard, all like this is this, gonna sound like a dig. It's not. He has the like coattailsiest career trajectory that I would love to have. I, I, I so. I'm not sure that that's accurate because Clint was acting first. Was he? Clint, no, I might be getting the timeline wrong here, so please save the tweets. But Clint was in the original Star Trek. Bryce is going to DM us so furiously. <laughs> She's going to, my dad. And my uncle. Uh, but Clint was in the original Star Trek, which is the 60s. As like a baby? Yeah, he, he literally played like a like a, t- a child who was an alien and was like a, it was this it was an alien with this like enormous head because its brain was so large. And Clint Howard played the like weird looking alien thing. Hmm. So I don't I it's like I he does. He's like a sibling who is no offense intended. Definitely not the, the more like desired one. Much like like Randy. The, Randy the, Dennis. However, yes. We, I think it's the same situ- literally the same situation where, like, on paper, you're like, oh, Dennis Quaid. And then yeah. you're like, well, wait a minute. Yep. Randy pound for pound. Like, yeah, I, 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 these are the two better brothers in both of these sibling they are. relationships, in my opinion. Clint Howard and Randy Quaid. I, I am much more interested in the movie that either one of those is in. Yeah. And I just. And that's not even saying as a director, like Ron Howard as a director is a whole different kettle of fish that we've talked about in this podcast before. He's your mom's favorite director. He's your mom's book club's favorite director. Yes. He made the Da Vinci Code that looks exactly how I pictured it in my head. (laughs) It's fine. It's totally fine. He's he's a exactly replacement level director. Uh, But as an actor, not too special in my opinion. But Clint, what is he? Has Ron done acting lately? Other I know he, than, he has the voiceover for that show. Arrested Development. Thank and he you. was on a few episodes of the show as well as himself. Oh. Like a hyper, uh, kind of like, what's his Curb face? your enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was actually saying Vanderbeek in Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, it's more, it's, such a it's good, more over the top like that. I can't believe he is 
now on Dancing with the Stars for real. Yeah, it is, it is pretty wild. Never mind. Looks like Ron Howard predates him by about seven years. Started acting in the 50s, so I was very wrong. Anyway, we got your Clint Howard. We got your Randy Quaid. Uh, the only, the only, uh, ta- the only brother actor that you're getting the the lesser of here is Charlie Sheen. I think. I think. I think Emilio would be my pick of those two brothers. I agree, but he was probably too busy having very bloodshot eyes in a truck stop to do yes. this movie. Yeah, I think this is exactly what he was filming. It's weird that they both filmed weird-ass car movies a year apart from each other. Well, so I guess I never realized See when... our episode on Maximum Overdrive, by the way. Deep in the archives. Touch nothing, <laughs> touch nothing but the Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else is back there. Might, you might, you're gonna, like, have stuff falling on you as you reach for it. Like, be careful. Yeah, stacks of VHS tapes just fall. You have to, like, ride a magic carpet out. Um... But I, I guess I always assumed that, like, uh, Charlie Sheen, because Charlie Sheen, I know, like, I, my first memory of Charlie Sheen is Ferris Bueller, where he's, like, mm-hmm. a throwaway bit part at the end. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, so that must have been, like, hit one of his early roles, like, you know, that was sort of his starting point. This was the same year, and he had been acting for years before this. Yeah. So, so that was... what was the deal with Ferris Bueller? Was it just, like, I want to be in a John Hughes movie? I think they just cast him. But I mean, like, why would he have, like... I don't think he was a big star yet. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird, like... I think he was just like, I was a working actor and I auditioned for a part and I got it. Using his dad's last name. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Look, Hollywood is the most... Ne- Hollywood and politics are the two most nepotistic organizations this country has. It's our version of royalty. Is we yes. just keep electing the children and siblings of people that we already elected, and we keep hiring or watching movies with the the sisters, brothers, kids... Children, or, whatever. Whatever. Adults, cousins, uncles, mechanics, etc. of the people we saw act in other movies. We talked about the weird snake-eating-its-own howard documentary right oh yeah on the podcast that's what i mean like so just the 30 second elevator pitch is that because we are 10 minutes into this episode and we have only said the title but i'm enjoying the conversation so bryce dallas howard made a documentary about how great dads are in hollywood uh, including her own father who casts her in his movies and it just is a snake eating its own tail it's like, you know who the best dad in Hollywood is? My dad. Okay, all right. Thank you. I don't think I need to see this. I don't need to see that. Like, it's just, what is this? Home footage of your test footage for Grinch? Eventually, we're going to, like, meet her, and she's going to just throw a drink at us. And I will be honored. I will, I'm like, I'm not going to, like, pretend we never said shit. Like, you can't pretend. It's on record. No, I don't. I mean, I would, I would, I would. I would not initiate a conversation with Bryce Dallas Howard because I would not want to have a fake conversation with somebody and pretend that I liked their work. I just wouldn't. I would just hey, also I, be. I liked partner. her in The Help. I'll say that. I will lean into The Help. Yeah, I don't like her in any. So I would just respectfully let her enjoy the party and I would have <laughs> another shrimp and that would be the end of it. You just I'm pick up the plate. Shrimp. Pick I'm up the plate. I'm assuming there's shrimp at this party. It seems like a party where Bryce Dallas Howard would be there. There would be shrimp. Yeah. Anyway, the Wraith. So we start with these like balls of light zipping around. Cheesy ass VFX. Yeah, but like extremely our shit. Yeah, it's 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 just funny because I was like, oh, well, it's so on Tubi. This movie was distributed by Lionsgate, yeah. and I don't think I've ever seen '80s Lionsgate logo footage. 
But well, it's, it's on, not 80s. Lionsgate has only existed for like 20-something years. Oh, really? I didn't know they that. They just own the rights. So it's the contemporary Lionsgate, like, nice CGI. Yeah, yeah. Lionsgate logo. And then I was like, oh, right. No, this is an 80s movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, they give birth to Kit from Knight Rider and the Arkham Knight. I think it's cooler than Kit. I'm curious where you rank this car in terms of, like, cool future cars in movies and television. Because I think I like this a lot. So my problem with this car is the same problem I had with um, the car from the the movie about the girl who wants to have sex, but her dad won't let her. Uh, she's out of control? Yeah. It's too rounded, and it looks mm. it looks like a toy car. Whereas Kit from Knight Rider has some angles and like, I like the sort of pointy, I like the pointier future as opposed to the rounded future, if that makes sense. Okay, because I I think this is like a very cool design that definitely uh, gets, you know, ripped off a lot. Like your Demolition Man car is very much like this one. It's a, it's a great design. It's just, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Okay. Uh, But it's this real curvy bubble car. Um, that everyone just calls the turbo for the rest of the movie. We'll do that too. I, but I think I was like, it would have been nice if it, like the license plate said turbo or like. So it is a, it is a turbo version of a car that exists. It's like, I think it was an actual concept car that they lifted. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, the front had a real like hood ornament decal. Right. It was, it's a real, it's a real vehicle. It's a, the, the it's the Pentagon parts. with the. Yes. Yes. Chrysler. No, it's not Toyota. It's not Honda. It, it, is it an AMC? I'm looking it up. I don't know. I don't know cars. Well, this car is like a fairly famous movie car. No, I just mean like I don't know car logos. Right. So it is a Dodge M4S Turbo Turbo Interceptor. That's the Dodge logo. Corporation. Oh, Chrysler. So I wasn't I wasn't insane when I. Yeah, and the driver of this car looks like the Arkham Knight from DC it Comics. It does. It also has a real um like if uh you've seen pictures of that high school that made an alien play like it's very it's very much like we had to make the alien from alien and we only had these like bits of tubing and he's very power rangers too which is yeah, the same vein yeah. of like what garbage do we have lying around that we can glue onto a person so we go from that to a guy and a girl in their car like having a nice night and these psychos pull up on them and block and chase them and then block the road and they're like, hey, you need to race us. And when a loser loses their car, we want your pink slip. And it's like, obviously, they kidnap the woman to make him do it. But this just seems like a situation in which you're like, there's I there's no good outcome here. Like, no, at best, God, no. I make I make this agreement. They take my car and then they leave me for dead. Mm hmm. Well, also, I get, I don't I don't know why I thought this was like months before the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason in my head, I was like, "Oh, this is the establishing like months prior to what the actual story be- is going to be." I think you thought that just because of like that would be normal way to set up a movie. Mm-hmm. And so we meet this couple. You know, we see them. They take the car, or whatever, and then we see a, wo- a a woman later, and they talk about like her boyfriend mysteriously died. And I was like, "Oh, is that the couple we just saw?" And she looks like she dyed her hair or something. Right. And so the I first like well. twenty minutes of the movie, I kept being like, "Is that supposed? No, it's not her. That's not her. It's a different person." Right. Right. And I was uh, a little this- surprised they didn't use the um, flashing high beam Smith. Oh yeah, that would have been a like, cool little add on because that myth has persisted since the eighties. Yeah, like, like that seems like primo. Like yeah. Yeah, no, that's a cool idea that it would have been. 
This movie also does what we always ask movies to do and um, clothing codes their characters because yes. the evil gang, I was looking at it, I was like, there's a jock and a nerd and a gay guy in this gang. And then I was like, oh, thank God, because I can tell them all apart. Exactly. Yeah. Each of the gang members has their own vibe. Um, Clint Howard is the nerd and he has just this amazing hair going on. I Obviously a wig, right? I would yeah, well, he doesn't have much top of the head hair. No, well, I mean, it was 40 years ago, so I don't know what his hair situation was I like. assumed he came out of the womb like that. <laughs> I, I just stayed that way. He had that hor- just- He's had that horseshoe <laughs> the whole time. He, he came into this world with, and will go out of this world with the exact same amount of hair. Exactly. But he looks, it's his hair, his hair. It's very eraser head. Eraser head. I was also going to say he looks like a, um, a garbage pail kid card. Oh, he does look like a garbage pail kid card. Yeah, his his yeah. face look. Well, his face always has that like um, caricature quality to it. But he's got these Coke bottle glasses and this tall ass hair, and he looks like he's. It's like I don't know, nerdy smurdy or whatever. Yeah, and they the other Poindexter gang members. Yes, Poindexter. Yes, from Friends of the Nerds uh, has the same hair there too. Uh, but you get this like rogues gallery of these guys and the one is like drinking various automotive fluids throughout the whole movie. I also didn't know what he would like. I needed the movie prop that just says bleach. Like I needed big letters like windshield wiper fluid or something. Cause I was like, it's a pink bottle. It's a, a, a bottle of pink liquid with a small label on it. I don't know what he's drinking. That could be juice. I don't fucking know. The, at one point, it's brake fluid. Another time, it's transi- transmission fluid. Uh, it's all pretty weird. And he's huffing WD-40. But yes, I was like... Straight up his nose. Give me the big label that just says the item in the bottle. Look, it's not Heather's. <laughs> I thought it needed to be Heather's. Like any, any movie where they like they pull out a gallon of milk and it just says milk. Um, but anyway, we get to meet this rogues gallery and then we cut to Charlie Sheen riding a motorcycle and or dirt bike. I'm never really sur- sure based on this design know. of it, but he is both shirtless and helmetless, which is like, mm, he has a jacket on, but no shirt underneath. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I know you're a ghost, but you would be really beat up if you fell. Oh, yeah. Also, I thought in the beginning they wanted his girlfriend, not his car because they were so yes. rapey about the girl. They were talking about that as like, we're just going to take your woman. I was like, oh, I was like, he's racing for the right to have his girlfriend back, I guess. And then they're like, we're taking your car. Have your girl. Bye. And I was like, I'm just confused across the board now. Yes. It's a really long, like, at least 70 second unbroken shot of Charlie Sheen driving towards the camera on his motorcycle, like going up those little mini hills where he half disappears and I was like, God, I wish I could watch this movie at 1.5 speed. Uh, see, I kind of liked it. Like, it establishes some mood. It like it like it. Clearly, the person behind the the camera, the op- camera operator, DP, like knows what they're doing. These are like really. Co- I thought they were really well framed, really cool shots. I wasn't upset about them at all. I mean, my biggest issue with stuff like that in this movie specifically is that this movie felt like they had a 45 minute TV episode. And then padded it with 45 minutes worth of, like, uh, padding shots, I guess, would be, I don't know better ways to phrase it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of time for if you want to do some artsy stuff and you keep the movie on, at 90 minutes. And this is, like, what, 91, I think? Yeah, I just, it, it felt like there wasn't enough plot. It was, like, it shouldn't be a 50-50 split of, like, padding shots and plot. Like, I need... I, I'm with you. 60-30. 
there's a there's a couple of things plot wise I think would make this movie a lot better in changing the movie, but just some some tweaks to how they set it up. But we'll get there. Yeah. Um. So Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks talks to Charlie Sheen a bunch. He's about to give her a ride in his motorcycle when Nick Cassavetes shows up and he is Packard, the leader of this gang, very cleverly named as yeah. the the type of vehicle. Also, I made a note later vehicles. about Nick Cassavetti and I called him a 40-year-old man-child. He's 27 in this movie. Whoa! I would have guessed like a easily 35. Thank you. That's why I wrote my note and then I looked it yeah. up and he and Clint Howard are the same age. Wow! That is buck wild. And I felt real bad about saying that. Poor guy. Because uh, Charlie Sheen and um, uh, Fenn, Miss Fenn, yeah. are the same age. They're yes. like 20, 21. Yeah. Um, and he is like the quintessential abusive shitty boyfriend. He's like telling her that she can't be talking to other men and like no one will ever love you as much as I love you. It's like very broad strokes, but like quickly into the point of like this guy is a piece of crap. Yeah, you get it right away. And they also clearly could only afford, like, 20 extras. Because they go to a rock quarry, and it's supposed to feel like the pool scene from Stranger Things or from Sandlot, where it's, like, this big, fun place where teens hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, this feels like you got half a classroom on their study hall to go hang out at the rock quarry. Yep, exactly. Like, we got a bunch of ham sandwiches and lemonade. Anybody want to be in a movie? <laughs> I bought a pizza. One <laughs> pizza. They had him cut it into 16 slices. <laughs> you get the, like, pencil that thin, thin. That thin, useless slice. <laughs> this little amuse-bouche, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it was, like, one half gallon of lemonade that everyone just passed around like a jug of moonshine. Yeah, we didn't get cups. No, that would cost too much money. Uh, uh, we flash back to the murder of this guy. And this is the part, so, like... I think this movie needs to start, instead of the race for pink slips, I think the movie needs to start with the murder. I agree. Um, and that's that's that gets you in. It explains this guy being killed. It explains this gang being horrible. And then you go from there. Because at this point, it's like we know the gang is stealing cars, which is bad. But is like in terms of crime, like, you know, a mid-level bad guy move. You murder like the murder. You bury the lead. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, oh, they're a lot worse than just like desert road pirates, which is what I think they are. Someone called them that. Yeah. Well, also, like. Because they established in the beginning that they murdered the guy, I didn't realize that no one in the town knew they did that. Right. Because, like, in the last half hour, it's all these revelations of, like, I think maybe he killed your brother. I was like, no shit. Like, who right. Who else? <laughs> the, the town has a noted street tough. Why wasn't he the first suspect? Exactly. And I, I think the reason they don't do it is because... They need to make you believe that Sherilyn Fenn has, like, amnesia and doesn't know that it's that they killed her boyfriend. And I'm fine with the amnesia thing. I just, like, her specifically having amnesia because, and, like, why would you go to be like, hey, Sherilyn Fenn, I know you have amnesia, but it's because you're blocking out a horribly traumatic event where someone murdered your boyfriend on top of you. Like, right. you're not, no one's going to do that. Literally, they're in the middle of having sex when these guys burst in, pull him off of her, and slit his throat. Yeah. It's, like, really intense. I mean, you like, don't really see it in the movie, but just, like, from a standpoint of it being a real-life event. It, that could have been the whole point. Like, she doesn't remember what happened, but no one wants to be the one to tell her. Right, exactly. And uh, Charlie Sheen has some decent neck scars, which are supposed to, like, hint 
that he is the um the the dead boyfriend slash brother of the sidekick character. Right. It's not supposed to hint. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I, I if, uh, to me, it was like I was like, hey, weird next scars. I like didn't put two and two together because there there wasn't enough of a connection between like my boy her boyfriend died and Charlie Sheen came to town. Yeah, I feel like the the better version of the movie, they, you know, they start with the murder and then go from there. Yeah, well, even if it was as simple as the the brother of Jamie, the guy who died, we didn't mention his name yet, says something like, oh, what are those? Oh, you have some pretty rad neck scars. Like, what happened? And then he, Charlie Sheen can, like, say something or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or you could have him, you know, wear a shirt. But, you know, I wouldn't either if I was making it. I mean, that too. He He... I guess he does have that kind of like Billy and Stranger Things vibe. Oh, for sure, but not scumbaggy. No, I mean it's Charlie Sheen, so. But yeah, I mean, real life, we found out he's not the best dude. I just think Billy has a scumbag vibe. <laughs> yeah, and a possessed dirt bag? vibe. I guess, I guess it's dirtbag, not scumbag. Well, like he seems like he doesn't smell good. Oh, you mean okay? Because I was like, scumbag. I mean, he's kind of a racist and threatens to kill kids with his car. No, Billy sucks. Billy sucks. I'm not defending Billy. I'm just saying, like, if you looked at him, you wouldn't necessarily know he was. Evil. That's true. Um, uh, so go to the Burger Shack. Well, no. First, we have to meet the gang member who looks like uh, one of the misfits from Jim and the Holograms. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, I believe that's Skank. That is Skank. He's got the, the all the crazy pink eyeshadow and colored hair, and he's the one who drinks the like car fluids. Yes, at this point, I think it is transmission fluid, but it's later brake fluid. It, it's a jar of pink. Yes, um, and then you get a full. Which also, would just kill you. Like it wouldn't right? be like oh, that's got a kick. He's constantly drinking battery fluids of various or car fluids and going, oh, that's got a kick. Like no, you would be dead. You would... Well, that's why I was like, is this supposed to establish a heightened nonsense world? Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't know. Uh, we also get 60 full seconds of establishing B-roll of the knockoff Sonic where... Um, yeah, it is a lot. Where Sherilyn? Sher- I believe it's Sherilyn. Sherilyn Fenn works. It could be Sherry Lynn. I don't know, but I think it's Sherilyn. Sherilyn Fenn works with Billy. Um, And this is where I wrote, my apologies to Nick Cassavetti. Why does this... How is this 40-year-old man-child the Don Corleone of this town? Right, because it feels like, one, everyone in that town would know he was the, the bad guy, and two, like, the police would know, because later, like, he, you know, De- Randy Quaid is there, and he, like, mouse off to Randy Quaid, and I was actually kind of waiting for the turn where it turns out they were in on it together, because usually in a movie or a TV show, the criminal that's, like, so chummy with the sheriff that they're constantly telling them off is, like, the crooked sheriff's tell. Yeah, um, and also... I'm going to say something that could theoretically be used against me in a court of law. Okay. Um, vehicular manslaughter against him and his gang would be easy to commit. Oh, so easy. Because their main method of stopping people from driving is to park perpendicular in the middle of the street and stand in front of the car. Yeah, if you timed it up right, you could squish them and not even damage your car all that much. Yeah, exactly. Just boom. Or even if you did, insurance slash... I'm sure the auto shop in town would be like, oh, thank God, I have a client who isn't this motorcycle, um, right. this car gang. <laughs> yes, it's free forever. Yeah, the car exactly. pirates. Um, and also, like, who's going to convict you? Right. You're never going to get 12 people to convict you in this town. Everyone <laughs> is terrorized by this guy and his gang of idiots. It'd be like Martin Shkreli all over again. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like unanimous hatred. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, like, they start threatening Billy, and they're like, you know, beat him up and kill him or whatever. And they're trying to take his car, which, like, he drives like a total piece of crap. And that's that part it, I was like. It looks like a, a car you would drive on, a like, a boardwalk go-kart yes, range. it does. It's a convertible, which is cool, but it's like, how much is this even worth chopped into parts? Like, it's a piece of crap car. Couple burgers. Right, exactly. Uh, and then they, of course, drop the F-bomb, because it's an 80s movie. Uh, the gay one drops the F-bomb, and I can judge him and say he's a gay character, because I have a gay friend. <laughs> he's wearing crop tops and, like, a flowy jacket shirt, fingerless gloves, and swoopy it's, it's flock not, of seagulls it's, hair. It's not a big leap you're making. No, he looks like Cody Fern from this season of American Horror Story, which is finally getting good by episode five. Oh, there you go. Took so long to get here uh and now we go to the first uh race with the wraith uh and they are like zipping around this desert i think this car chase is very cool um lots of cool pov (sighs) shots like (laughs) that pause is so pregnant it has triplets i think well no it's so my issue is that yes this car chase is cool looking but my problem is they repeat it three or four times what I would have wanted would have been like, there's a car chase in the desert, a car chase in a junkyard, and a car chase on a, st- a city street. And so you break it up and it looks different. I'm with you on that. It do- I mean, frankly, you could have just cut a car chase entirely. Like, you could have put two of these kids into the That car is always once. my thought. Yeah. It's like in a, in a video game. If you're in a video doing a video game and you're like, but what if we had a racing level? Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Damn you. Sly Cooper one for making me race a stupid AI a hundred times before the AI kicked in to realize I'm not going to beat it because I'm not good at driving. It's Maybe like, that's why I always assumed that you were not a good driver. Cause I saw you do racing games. Out. I hate him. And also, so uh, I'm going to tangent again in the third Arkham game, Arkham Knight with uh, callback. We just talked about him. Um, they turned the Riddler challenges into car challenges. Oh, I never played the third one. All I enjoy it. It's actually the story is great. It's a great conclusion, but for some reason the Riddler looks like a Miami Vice, you know, car garage man, and he set up car traps all around the city for Batman to use the Batmobile for. So you get to drive the Batmobile? Yeah, you do because it's well, it's huge. Cool. I don't mind driving the Batmobile from point A to point B and like occasionally using it because <laughs> to keep in line with Batman's whole he doesn't kill. Anyone who touches the the Batmobile gets shocked and zapped away from the car. Uh-huh. So, like, you can run people over, but they're not gonna die. <laughs> That's extremely stupid. He might shoot them with a beanbag gun for, at 100 miles an hour, but they're not gonna die. <laughs> and they tur- they were like, you know what? The fun, like, find secret, cha- secret things hidden in walls from the first two games? Let's make it racing challenges. I think they were. Don't put like, them hey. in your game. They were just like, hey, how come we haven't gotten to drive the Batmobile yet? Again, I don't mind driving the Batmobile. Don't make it a core function of the fun part of the game. Speaking of Batman, extremely briefly, neither of us has seen it, and I don't think either of us will ever see it. But I might new- watch it for free because I'm not giving that movie any fucking money. The new Joker movie has a scene where we watch Batman's parents get murdered and they do the pearls, which I only bring up because we've talked about it on this podcast so many times. If I have to watch Spider-Man get bit by a spider and Batman, the only way I want to see it is if a spider comes down, bites Peter Parker, 
and then who in turn murders Batman's parents. <laughs> like, that's the only weird cycle I want to see. Because then Batman can kill Uncle Ben. And it's just uh, a vicious cycle. The animated Spider-Man... Uh, Spider-Verse? Uh, yes. Does the spider thing in like eight seconds and it's perfect. I don't need it at all, but sure. Anyway, uh, this car chase is super cool. You get a lot of like POV, like from the car POV shots. They do recycle this one shot of them both passing a Volvo for a couple of the races, which is a little silly. We also learned police exist in this world because I I assumed it was a lawless wasteland. (laughs) Yes, it is kind of Mad Maxi. We also find out that the sheriff is Loomis. I was like, you're really gonna, you're gonna try? How, <laughs> how dare you? You haven't earned that, Packard. How dare you? <laughs> I'm half, uh, I'm half surprised they didn't name uh, Charlie Sheen's character like Gabriel or Michael. Oh yeah, that would have been kind of obvious. As if Packard and Loomis no, aren't I'm, obvious. No, I was saying like, yeah, that would have been like obvious, as in they should have done that. Like it was right there. Um. And so the car chase ends with the magic space car perpendicular on the road. And the gay guy drives. I was like, oh, he's going to drive through it and crash off a cliff. No, he drives into it and they both explode. And I was like, amazing. I was like, whoa, that's not what I expected. And then it tumbles down the hill and is like going like ass over tea kettle. Like it's basically that scene in up. Carrie when uh, John Travolta and the girl who plays Chris Harginson, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, when they try to run Carrie over and she she like quick quicks over her shoulder, she dramatic yeah, yeah. hamsters over her shoulder and flips the car, and you just see them spinning inside the car. Yes, this car goes over and over and over, like tumbling down the hill, blowing up more and more every time it makes impact. It is awesome it's I, so cool i liked it a lot but then i could have i wanted i really really wanted a cooler space car comes back together sequence yeah it does just appear i would have liked it to be sort of like christine where all the pieces like that's exactly what together. i wanted yeah definitely or better. or even if it's like all the pieces suck back together like the the wolfman in uh, monster squad first yeah yeah, yeah. and then it okay with that and then we or do the, the ball of light appear like Something before the ball of light, because it just feels... I'm like, you got money to blow up cars. I think they had the money to blow up cars, but not the money to do what we're describing, which is, like, more expensive, obviously. Yeah. Even if... uh, Honestly, do it once. Film one and just recycle it. Yeah, I think it would have been fine. Flip it. Uh, This is where we find out that Loomis is Randy Quaid. Crazy Quaid. Uh, And he's, like, interrogating the gang about, like, what went on. The gang, of course, won't tell him anything. Paramedics arrive which he calls the meat wagon. And they're like, Hey, uh, sheriff, you got to come take a look at this. And he goes over to look. And the kid who went down this hill in this tumbly fireball is perfectly fine, except his eyes are burnt out. Well, like, he's, he's dead. Yeah. Well, but his, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> clear I, right. He did die. Right. He is not alive, but his body, which should be spread all over the hillside. In it should be uncle piles. Owen and aunt Peru. Yes. Uh, instead is fully intact, but has no eyes. And I was like, that's a clever workaround to not having an FX budget. Yeah. No, I, I think that was pretty smart. Um, and uh, this is where I was like, it, it, it straight up looks like a shot out of Power Rangers. Because after he interrogates the, the gang and is like, don't go anywhere. I'll come after you. We see the the Dark Knight Rider, Knight Rider character on a cliff. 
uh, and he's got like arm braces and leg braces on, like he's got like polio. Yeah, yeah. And one of them disappears. Like real Forrest Gumpy braces. Yeah. What the one on his arm disappears, and he disappears, and I was like, "Well, now, now it's really obvious." <laughs> um, here's the thing: I missed this scene somehow of the arm brace oh, disappearing. Were you writing something down? It, I must have been. And so throughout the movie, there was like the shots of the braces that kept appearing in the wreckage, and I kept being like, "What is that?" So you've just explained a major piece of the movie to me. Thank you. Happy to help. Um, and. This is when I. Re- this is when he says the guy, um, the leader of the gang, Nick Cassavetti, turns to Clint Howard and he's like, "When is the, I don't know, the nitro boost gonna be ready?" Yeah, I only know Crash Team Racing apparently, <laughs> uh, because last night I almost. The only reason I beat that guy is because I almost ro- drove him off the road, and I was like, "That was last night." Yeah, it seems like every. It should have been a week ago. Yeah, it should have. This is. I thought it was the establishing, um, and so. He's uh, like, get that thing together as soon as you can. I'm going to go talk to my girlfriend. And, and by that, she's, I mean kidnap her, sort of. She's crying about Augie. And I was like, why do you care about any of them? No. It's One so less weird. person who's helping him keep you here. Yeah, no, exactly. You should be poisoning them. <laughs> yes, yes, you really should be poisoning them. Again, although, although these are the jokes one... on a podcast. <laughs> The one seems unpoisonable, given that he's drinking various automotive fluids. (laughs) That's true. He's like a poison ivy. I'm just like, I'm naturally immune to everything. That feels like it would have been a character trait in that that stupid, fun-looking Jason Statham movie where his heart heart is the bus from speed. Thank you. Yes. Where he's, like, licking car batteries and shit. Yeah, no, it's a fun movie. Um, Or something out of Can't Hardly Wait. Not Can't Hardly Wait. The one you like with John Cusack. (laughs) Uh, say anything? No, 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 no. The one that the the not Heather's Heather's that you like. Mm, mm, mm. Better off dead. Thank you. Like he's trying to drink like drain cleaner or whatever, yes, and then yes, yes. Um. So she's crying about Augie. Augie is the gay guy's name. We didn't say that. No. Yeah. Uh. And I was like, why does she care at all? And then uh, Nick Cassavetti cuts his hand with his switchblade to be like, we're blood lovers, and I was like. That's not a phrase. Nope. That's... No one's ever said that before. No, thank you. And it just bleeds all over the interior of his car. Yeah. And he says, um, I can't, I, I feel nothing. And then like just slices his palm right open on this thing. And it's just like. I'm so in love with you. I don't feel anything anymore. Yeah. Ugh. Also, I'm... just just to protect us from the tweets, it's plural. Cassavetes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um. He hopefully won't. He hopefully won't throw a drink on us at a shrimp cocktail party. <laughs> yes, no, I don't think so. Except you did call him very old several times. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, we go to the, we go to the chop shop at this point. This movie doesn't d- needs to learn thing about pacing and tension. <laughs> it is very like quick cuts. Well, also because we just watched the the guy the the night rider blow up the car, the Augie, the gay guy. And then they talk to the police and they're at the chop shop talking about, like, what are we going to do with about this guy? And then he just walks in the door with a gun. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. It seems kind of insane that they do that. Because why not just, again, if your objective is to kill them all, you have a gun and they're defenseless. Yeah. yeah. I think he has to kill them via car. It's like uh, it's like he's cursed to only murder them with the, with the weapon. <laughs> when the moon is full. Yeah, basically. Um. 
Because he just, like, mows everything. He blows up all these engines and all these cars and these car parts and these car fluids. It looks like if the Terminator was made of just, like, spare parts they had laying around at a costume Who, shop. The Wraith. Night, the Wraith? Yeah. I, I don't know. I see I see a knockoff Power Ranger. Yeah, that's there, too. Um, And this is... An, they have a, one of the things that annoys me in movies when, like... The very obvious bad guy that everyone in the town knows is a bad guy says something that implies they're innocent. Because as he's shooting up the shop, uh, uh, Packard is like, I don't know what your problem is, guy. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe you? Because Literally anything you've done. You right. challenged me to a race that I didn't really agree. Like, there's a lot of things here. Yes, absolutely. Other lines of like, hey, stop shooting or don't shoot. Or put that gun down. Like, these yeah. these are a little running, better. Running for your life. Also an acceptable answer. I did like, it, it to me, added to the heightened nonsense world that uh, Nick Cassavetes didn't move as no, the place was being shut up. No, he just stands there. Yeah. I almost wanted to, like, Roger Rabbit, like, outline of him in bullets. Yeah, that would have been that would have been funny. Although, I like, the movie has sort of a weird reality, but sort of doesn't want to play in that space. Yeah, it's so... Mm. For me, what I think happened is they got the end of a script about a teenage guardian angel and then flushed out the rest of it. And we're like, you know what? Now it's about a magic space car. Because <laughs> if you look at the ending, the ending feels like the end of a teenage guardian angel movie. Oh, for sure. And we'll get into specifics what I mean, but just keep that in mind, listeners. Uh, so after the Wraith destroys this garage, he bails. And we cut to the next day, and Randy Quaid is at an airplane graveyard. Where Skank and Skink, well, I don't remember Gutter, his name, Gutterboy. Gutterboy. Skank and Gutterboy work. Well, I think it's their uncle's business, and he works for the, they work for their uncle. It's kind of weird that they bother to figure that out, but that's what they're saying. <laughs> you, spent, you spent time to write that down, script yeah. writer. Oh, I thought like, you were me. I was like, no. I mean, it's sort of the job no. that I've undertaken Script here. writer, you spent time to write that imp- that detail down. I also like this point, like, <laughs> Randy Quaid walks up, sees the adult at the thing, and he's like, hey, I'm looking for Skank and Gutterboy. And he's like, oh, Skank and Gutterboy over there. I'm like, these adults should not be casually using these weird gang nicknames as if they're normal. It's Is it, is it Stand By Me that has Ponyboy? Or is that, that's Pony the Outsiders. Boy is the Outsiders, yeah. Um, Eyeball is is Kiefer in Stand By B. Oh uh, yeah, again, it's a weird gang nicknames. But like, I get that the kids call him Eyeball. It's not like the sheriff rolls up and it's like, now Eyeball, you gotta stop trying to stab your fellow child. <laughs> I don't know why the sheriff is John Wayne, but in my <laughs> mind, the sheriff. Is John what Wayne. is this? I don't know. I don't know. Where Take it, came it easy, from. pilgrim. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, I do know where it came from. It's because last night I watched a video of the Great Movie Ride and I saw that scene with John Wayne and it got stuck in my head. But, like, that's a weird jump for other people to know. It's really funny that my reference point of John Wayne is either the Great Movie Ride or Nathan Lane in the birdcage doing a John Wayne impression. <laughs> I've seen a few John Wayne movies. There's some There's some uh, very watchable, fun to watch ones. I believe it. Oh, and there's a Lady Gaga song called John Wayne. Probably not the one where he plays Genghis Khan, although I've never seen it. I mean, but hey. Karma got him for that one because everybody on that movie got cancer. Yikes. <laughs> they imported sand from a nuclear test site 
into the studio for the reshoots. Was it because so, it was cheap? Is that how they got that sand? Why they used that sand? They wanted sand? to match. They, they, wanted, oh. they were shooting there, and then they wanted it to match, and so they hauled radioactive sand indoors, and then all of them played around in it for a long time. Jesus. It's um, almost like it's important to have safety regulations. OSHA. Um, and so this is the moment I was like, we're burning through this movie. There's got to be like 25, 30 minutes left. No, there's 50 whole minutes left of this movie. <laughs> I See, I don't think the pace is that bad. It's really funny to me that you're, you're feeling like it drags. It's not that I think it drags. It's that like it hits the points of like this is closing in on the end it, of the movie it gets to act three at about minute f- 45 that is yeah true. And that's, that's then your act three yes. is too long yeah. <laughs> yes it is well this movie has a whole third act and then there's like a 10 minute fourth mini act that you don't really super need it's a it's like a uh like a post like a post curtain scene it's kind of like in uh, if they, is it as if everyone stopped bows in the middle, middle of bows yes. halfway through and did another scene well, I was going to say it's like at the end of Animal House where they like freeze frame and tell you everything in text, except they just act out those parts. Yeah. And I would much rather read text. Well, because yeah. at the end of the movie, I was like, there are 10 because I, I a lot of times when we watch these movies, I will go to Wikipedia and sort of like gauge. I think I said this before. I'll gauge how much is left in the movie based on how many paragraphs are left on Wikipedia. Right. At the end of this movie, there are I was like, there's. 10 minutes left and there are three and a half paragraphs yeah. of plot to get through in 10 minutes <laughs> well it's also kind of crazy to me it's like we talked about this recently i forget which movie specifically but like maybe it was death spot which has like a two sentence description on wikipedia and then this one has like every single line of dialogue practically is tallied up in the wikipedia summary oh i'm gonna have you read the last sentence allowed at the end because okay. i don't think you paid attention you probably didn't pay attention to it don't look it up now okay i'm not gonna cold read okay all right i just want to make sure the tab is open still i will not i will not uh i will not read it until you tell me thank you um Um, so randy quaid's eating a burger at the burger shack it looks uh, like a good burger by the way i I was hungry watching this movie i was like damn i want to go to wasonic now yeah exactly um this actually looked more like a five guys tier burger to me well, I just mean, like, like, it was a drive, it was a place no, with no, the no, no, car no, totally. hops and stuff. I was just saying, like, it looked, like, we also, we often talk about the eggs in a movie. We don't often talk about the burgers. This looked like a very good burger. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Gem and the Holograms gang member says the phrase, uh, it's about time we got into somebody's ass. Yeah, for a looks bunch of into homophobes. The, looks into the camera like Jim from The Office. For a bunch of homophobes, these guys talk about getting into butts a lot. I was waiting for half of them to be gay. Right. Um, they get and in then, the car and the Wraith has left a note, which is like. In I didn't crayon. think it was from the Wraith at first. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought it was a trick. But it's like in crayon. It's like, meet me at mountaintop. XO, on loose XO, leaf lined paper. The, ripped out of a notebook with like a Sharpie. XOXO the Wraith. It doesn't say It's still got the like scragglies from the spiral uh-huh. binding. Yeah, he didn't even like tear it nicely. No. And so I was like, oh, this must be like Dennis Quaid because we just saw Dennis Quaid and he saw the gang members. This is Dennis Quaid. No, that was the Wraith. And as De- as they all peel out, Dennis Quaid's like, I'm going to follow keep them. You saying Dennis Quaid. It's Randy. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's the only reason I bring it up is because my next note is 
Ron goes to look at the engine because I wrote Ron for Ron Howard <laughs> instead of Clint Howard. <laughs> so we just Quaid like to talk about the lesser brothers. We're just gonna say Quaid and Howard. Uh, Quaid is like, I'm gonna follow them, and then turns on his siren with the light on top, and I was yeah, like, he, No, no chill, sir. Don't do that. They haven't committed any crime, so this seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, and so the wraith pulls up again they're all just standing there on the side of the road next to their cars would be really easy to just like sideswipe them like bowling pins yeah knock them but down, that's baby. just me open the door and hit them oh my god yeah um and then the wraith pulls up next to the jock because the jock's turn to die and uh howard is like open up your trunk we have to put something on it to make sure you don't run away and i was yeah. like no no i don't think i would say yes to that f off you should have, like, revved and, like, done the, like, scoot forward rev uh-huh, uh-huh. and made him, like, drop it or, like, poop his pants. But instead, they open it up and then the car's engine is just, like, covered with In like, the back. lightning bolts. Yes, it's, it's like all a, covered with lightning bolts. Is it a Tesla that's like that where, like, the trunk has, like, all the stuff in it? Um, it's a lot of cars. Rear engine cars is not – it's a pretty common sporty thing. Mm. Um, I think a Tesla might be that, yes. Well, Tesla doesn't have any engines. Oh, right. It's all battery. Um, it has little engines, but they're by the wheels. It's not like a big engine in the middle. So, uh, my uh, a friend of mine has a Tesla, and uh, I was we were all going to a party, and I had helped the host like prep stuff, and accidentally cut myself and didn't notice it until like five minutes later. I was like, "Oh, there's blood on my white shorts. Great!" And so I like went and put a, a bandaid on, and he's like who wants to look inside the new tesla and he opens the doors and it's all white leather and i was like nope 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 i was like i'm gonna look i'm gonna lean in and like hold my hand behind my back but i was like so mad i couldn't sit in the tesla you gotta get him to take you around in ludicrous mode i really want to experience that for myself i do too it goes like roller coaster fast i know i want to do it but unfortunately i was like i got white blood on my own shorts and didn't know it I'm not going to risk getting blood in the white leather of his Tesla. So the cops chase the racers, and we get a recycled shot of that Volvo, then passing the Volvo. Um, yeah, and then uh, the we said we already said the jock, it's his turn to die, so he blows yeah. up, and then the police chase the space car, and they have a, one side of the bridge is all blocked off by perpendicular cop cars, so the, the wraith stops there, and the car, cops pull up behind him, and he's kind of stuck on the bridge, and I was like, fly. Fly, fly, fly. Where oh, we're going, we don't need man. roads. That Where we're going, cool. we don't need roads. E.T. it. E.T. too, as well, I should say. Was there an E.T. too? No. Um, instead, the Wraith just, like, drives through two cars, and people jump out of the way, and then 30 seconds later, disappears into a ball of light and flies away. And I was yep. like, why? Very bizarre. Just save the explosion budget for other explosions right. and do the ball of light thing. Right. And just like, don't have this scene, but it does look cool when he breaks these cars up. Show me your magic space car. That is pretty cool. So Sheen goes to pick up uh Cheryl and Finn and skank and gutter. He's on the motorcycle now and skank and gutter boy chase him. And you get a classic alleyway smash uh, movie seed where it's like, here's a bunch of crates. Boom. Here's a bunch of cardboard boxes. Boom. The only thing missing was a fruit, stel- fruit stand. And uh, some, some chickens. Yeah. But they do like the metal trash cans, the assorted wooden crates, the cardboard boxes, etc. The, et 
The most I've ever seen in an alley like that is like some wooden pallets and a dumpster. Right. Like in a normal I, alley in the real world. That's all it well, is. I also wonder if it's just that like they didn't like maybe cardboard technology is better and stuff was actually shipped in crates more regularly back then. Oh, maybe. I saw you laughing as I said cardboard technology, but I was serious. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, the, the phrasing is correct. It's just a funny concept. Um, and th- and then Gutter Boy shoots a hole in the bottom of the car, so the car yeah, flips. Get, Skank is like, get the shotgun, and he's like, I don't want to, and he's like, load it. He's like, I don't want to, and he's like, shoot, and he doesn't even pick the gun up. He just fires it through his legs. It's very weird. It's all weird. Uh, and the car flips, and they crawl out of it. And I was like, why didn't it explode? All the other cars exploded. Right. I was kind of disappointed by that. But uh, they head home. They leave them there, uh, Sherilyn Fenn and Charlie Sheen. And then they go home and they do some making out to Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. And I was like, they've had mm, 15 lines of on-screen dialogue. Yeah, he also is at this point. Has he already said I love you or is that later? I don't think so, because I would have written that down. Okay. Um, so we, um, they kiss and we see that Packard is watching them and then she goes in her house and he drives away on his motorcycle and Packard pulls around and watches him. We, the audience and Packard watch Charlie Sheen's motorcycle and Charlie Sheen turn into four balls of light and fly into the air. And I yeah. was like, there's a half hour left, and you just told the en- the villain of the movie and the audience ex- everything. <laughs> and also, like, how is Packard not losing his effing mind? Like, if I watched a person turn into a ball of light and float into the sky, I would freak out. I would be screaming. No one cares in this movie about anything. When uh, Sherilyn Fenn realizes her dead boyfriend's back from the grave in Charlie Sheen's body, she's like, it is you. Like, it's Beauty and the Beast or some shit. Yeah, it's really insane. But it's this weird thing where I think what they're trying to get across is like it can either be the Wraith or it can be Charlie Sheen, but not both at the same time because Charlie floats away. And then the following sequence is Packard meets up with uh, Gutter Boy and Skank and then the Wraith shows up and like attacks them and ends up bumping Packard into his own gravestone. He finally did what I said to do from the beginning where he slams into the to Packard while he's parked. Yeah, no, it's, it's a smart play. Smart play. I guess I think I was just also confused by, like, if he's a ghost, why is it, like, space alien balls of light? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel is like... It's supposed to be, like, heavenly? That's why I said guardian angel. It's just, it feels like... Like, uh, 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 24 hours in a room with a six-pack of beer and John Carpenter would have tightened this script up. Oh, for sure. Uh, instead, we get a real Looney Tunes moment where the skank tries to shoot the wraith with the shotgun and it blows up in his hands instead, like the barrel's all blown out. <laughs> yeah, the barrel's it's like a banana peel barrel. It's like when Bugs Bunny puts his finger in the end of the gun barrel. Yes, very much that. And that, because they're like, he uh, Packard is like, shoot him. And, and uh, what's, skank? Skank. Waterboy, yeah. Skank is like, shoot him. And he's like, he's, and Packard goes, he's just a kid shoot him and i was like actually you watched him turn into a ball of light and fly away so you know he's not a kid he's not a kid yeah absolutely you can actually you can cross kid you can the if we're playing guess who you can flip down the kid tile yeah for sure uh so that ends we cut to packard again why not just finish the job you have your car and they're it's defenseless just yeah 
I think it like he has like a code, which is weird, and we don't know what the code is, but that's what he acts like he has a code. There should have been a code scene. If this was like a Tarantino or an Eli Roth, it just would have been like. Yes. Uh, so we cut to Packard with a dollar store Elizabeth shoe at the. I club. thought the same thing. I was like, I was like, is that Elizabeth shoe? And then we saw her naked, and I was like, oh, it's not Elizabeth shoe because I'm pretty sure she doesn't do that. No, well, that, I think that was the joke. That was the reason behind that joke in Adventures in Babysitting. Which one? Where they oh, keep oh, thinking oh, she's yes, the playmate. Yes, 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 for sure. Well, so he's wearing jeans and she's naked. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Let them both be naked. Um, for a second, I thought it was Jane Krakowski and I had to look up what year, oh, man. what year vacation came out because she's in vacation. And I was like, it, really? Yeah. She's the first cousin Ruby or. Oh, okay. Daddy says I'm the best at kissing. That's her. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen vacation. Um, yeah. She's the first version of the cousin that makes, that gets Audrey to dance on top of a car. Got it. Um, but it's not her. The, the, this actress is too old. Uh, Loomis arrives and he like yanks Packard off of the girl and then like asks her if she's okay, which I guess is like something. It's, you yeah. know, it's a bandaid on a bullet hole. <laughs> uh, and he takes Packard downtown. And at this point I was like, oh, this is going to be where we reveal that like Quaid has been in on this chop shop the whole time. Well, also, I, I did think it was weird that he asked her if she was okay because like it seemed consensual. Right. And also, like, if you have her, why do you want Cheryl and Fenn? Like, because he wants to have everything. Look, Gaston. Monster. Yeah. Hey, look, you're not wrong. Um, but you're so, right. This, this should have been the scene where I thought you were going to take care of that racer slam. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, but it's not. Instead, we have Sheen and Cheryl and Fenn swimming. Uh, and then we get another murder flashback and it's like you see the guy getting hit from behind and then you cut to Sheen. It's like, oh, the scars match up perfectly. Ah, I get it. Finally, Even it, though, like, like we got there an hour ago. Yeah, it almost looks like that scene in Jesus Christ Superstar when they whip Jesus and like clearly no one's actually getting whipped. So it's just like extreme arm movements as the character right. actor playing Jesus is like, ah, and like flexing his back. Because it's just these weird arm, like, paintbrush stroke looking movements, and the actor, like, flinching as though he's being hurt. Right, right. But again, uh, like, we got there an hour ago, movie. You told yes, us this an hour ago. Yes, like, you're putting a hat on a hat on a hat at this point. Calm down, Bartholomew Cubbins. Um, we also get, like, this really unnecessary bit of nudity where she has, like, a one-piece bathing suit on and, like, very aggressively, like, slips her arm through to take her boob out. And I'm just like, I don't need that. Like, you, it was, comp- like, the other one I got also, it. Yeah. The other one is also unnecessary. Like, the scene just before this where the fake Elizabeth Shue is with Packard. But at least it's, like, they're, like, already in the middle of having sex when we come in on this one is just like hey take your boob out we need another nipple in this movie and it's like apparently that was a problem in her career that she would sign the contract and then directors would be like hey i think it'd be great if you took your top off (laughs) and she was like no that's i signed the thing already no movies suck for women right uh, and this is where I realized that Packard is just literally that's never happened to a man. Like literally no actor, male actor has ever signed up for a movie. And then halfway through like, Hey, we need to see a dick. Like that's never happened. In fact, some actors like Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet are like, I'm going to do this important gay love story, but I'm going to have it written into my contract that there will be no nudity because yeah. fuck you both. Just show your butt. 
Army Hammer won't show his butt. I feel like I saw I don't, his butt in a different movie. I don't know. There was a specific clause that was like no nudity, and I was like, I could see the, I could see the no, no peen, but I would be surprised if anybody was against showing their butt. I, I just show like it is a gay love story. I'm oh, not saying you did. You know, I'm not saying it. you have to like boop it. dicks, but like <laughs> show me one. <laughs> show me one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, that's the end of the podcast for today. Uh, you all couldn't see the hand signals he was making to go along with the phrase <laughs> "boop dicks," but uh, you're out of context. Exactly- <laughs> Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Take both your hands, palms out, and then put your fingers together. That's that's what it was. (sighs) Anyway, the police, Loomis is interrogating the gang of people. Well, no, he he doesn't yet, because first they have to die. No, he's interrogating, he's just, making the paper crafts. Oh, is that this scene? Yeah, they die yeah. right after that? Oh, yes, I forgot yes. that. He's like cutting up paper, making like a he's snowflake doing, chain. Pulling an us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like asking them about what was going on. And, and uh, it's Clint Howard, Skank, Gutterboy, and uh, Packard. And this is where I realized, I was like, I'm mad it took me this long. It took me an hour to realize that uh, Packard is just trying to be Patrick Swayze. Oh, for sure. They they have a couple shots of him here where he has real strong Swayze energy. And the ha- like the hair, I was like, Definitely. damn it, it took me too long to realize that. No, I didn't catch it until this scene either. Um, And so, uh, I don't remember where Packard goes, but uh, Skank and Gutterboy are in the shop, and Clint Howard is like, I'm leaving with my blueprints because I figured out what happened. Like, I wasn't there when y'all murdered that guy. I haven't been hit yet, so I'm leaving. Which is smart. It's like the smartest car- action any character has taken in any movie we've ever watched. And this is where he's like, he calls him a wraith and explains a wraith is like an evil spirit. And I was like, right. that's why we're calling him a wraith? One of the reviews of this movie is like, I think it might have been Siskel. Was the like, funniest joke is that a gang member knows the word wraith. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Because I was like, again, it, f- it felt more spacey. It felt more space magic car. For sure. Absolutely. Um, And again, like I've been saying, these two dudes are p- all of <laughs> Clint Howard takes like five steps out of the out of the junk shop and the car comes speeding into the frame and just yeah. into the shop, into the guys, explodes everything. The shop goes up amazingly it is a, such a good explosion it's like the hospital in dark knight rises or yes, dark Knight. yes yeah dark Knight. dark Knight. yeah uh randy quaid randy quaid yeah no you got it right randy quaid don't you <laughs> forget about me um it, uh, randy quaid is goes to the burger shop to like question uh billy and puts a uh a clint no, eastwood no, no. The, sorry pause First, he goes to investigate Clint Howard, and Clint Howard like is like, "Hey, my friends murdered a guy, and I think his ghost is exacting revenge." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, buddy. Are you telling me your friends murdered a guy?" And he's like, "Well, I wasn't there, but yes." Again, I was like, Clint Howard just said this 
35 seconds ago. Right, right, right. He didn't need to say it twice. Yes. Then he goes to see Billy at the at the shop and take your point because I have the same thing written down. And he puts a Clint Eastwood level of sugar in his shitty burger shop coffee. <laughs> it's a little styrofoam cup, like a 10 ounce cup, maybe. He puts like six ounces of coffee in it and then two cups of sugar. It's like just it a would be sludge. a sludge. Oh, for sure. And so there I think it's Mad TV. It's either Mad TV or SNL, but I'm pretty sure it's actually no, I think it might be um SNL, because I think it's Amy Poehler, they did a sketch of, like, actors, like, training for actors to be an extra in Law and & Order, and they were like, always be busy when the cops show up. Like, you're yes. stirring, your, you're holding your baby, and you're stirring the omelet, and you're, like, closing the cabinets. I have a hunch that Mulaney wrote that joke, because he later does a very similar bit in his stand-up about how, mm-hmm. like, the, the, whenever they break in on that first person in Law & Order, they're so busy they can't stop to talk to police. yeah. I want to watch Melania now um, because that's what happened. Like Randy Quaid is inside the burger stand, uh-huh. which is like a small room for the, of the, that's the kitchen. That's it. Yeah. It's like and a pickup window only situation. And he's just cranking out chili and burgers and fries being like, well, yeah, I would shake yeah. the man. If, so- if someone did kill Packard, I'd shake his hand. Ha ha. Like I was like, this is just straight up an episode of law and order right now. Oh, for sure. It's absolutely a law and order. And this is where he's like, you don't, did you suppose he killed your brother? And I was like, what? I thought we all knew this. Yes, he's the only bad guy in town. Of course it was him. Um, And then uh, Carrie shows up to work with Charlie Sheen. And she's he's like, if you don't stand up to Packard, you're going to, you know, you're running out of time. And she's like, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know how much longer I can stay and help you. My time is almost up. And then drives yeah. away. And I was like, just... You should just say, hey, I'm your dead boyfriend. Bye. I, uh, yeah. At this point, like, if she hasn't figured it out, you got to tell her. Yeah. if Like, we need to pull down, a, like, a genie in Aladdin, pull down a diagram. Exactly. Point to let's, it. Let's just lay it all out. Neon signs, skywriting, I don't care. Uh, Pack- and so Packard shows up and grabs, Carrie is her name, actually. Yes, it is. And throws her in his car and then turns and beats the shit out of Billy. Oh, yeah. He gets mauled. And I was like, Carrie, slide over, drive off in his car, turn yeah. it around, because he's going to run into the street to, like, wave his fist at you, whip the car around, boop. Yep. Seems very solvable problem. The or just Hitler drive away forever in his manslaughter. car. Manslaughter. Yeah. And no one would ever say anything. All those no. people would be silent. They'd be like, I didn't see anything. We were all eating burgers. Exactly. I was so concentrating on my delicious cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, why is your face all bloody, Billy? And he was like, I fell in the kitchen. I'm clumsy. Uh, so Packard fights with Carrie, and then he it, pulls a knife. He's like, her. we're driving to California. And I was like, where are we now? Yeah, I, think I, was, I thought we were in California. I was pretty confused. Or maybe that. Arizona, but like we're maybe yeah. a state away. This, yeah, yeah. He's saying it like we're going west. Compass says west. That's where we're headed. Exactly. When in my brain, they already were. So the Wraith shows up, and we get another chase sequence. And, and should have just chasing. run him over. Like Yes, yes. Pr- prime to just run him over, pin him against a car. Like, come on. Exactly. No, it would have been it would have been perfect at that moment. Uh, but instead, we get a pretty good chase. Uh, there's a sequence with a car carrier where it gets, like, bumped, and all the cars start falling off the car carrier. I appreciated that it was real and cool, but I just it seemed so stupid. <laughs> like they're like I mean, the, it's only in the movie because it looks cool. But like the I'm saying the 
the movie logic behind that sequence of events was d- was like really dumb compared yeah. to the rest of the movie. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, cause I like cool shit. I like cool explosions. Uh, my stupid lizard brain goes, Ooh, explosion. But like, give me a little something. Um, and then this is what I realized the gang, the, the evil gang always wears helmets when they race. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Like they have a designated racer helmet. It seems very out of the character for this. Yeah. It's weird. They're like, hold on. Safety first. Yes, let me put on my five-point harness and my helmet and a neck brace, please. Um, and so the police are the police are chasing the wraith, chasing Packard. And did you catch the uh, the police radio with that where every other word was uh? Yes, because I was, was a like, guy, there was a guy doing like uh, it was basically the impression every comedian does. Someone does this bit specifically, but it's pretty common of the pilot on your plane where it's like, uh, we're going to be taking off in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, final destination, Baltimore, uh, looking like smooth skies up ahead. Uh, 77 degrees in Baltimore right now. Uh sunshine in yeah i was like it, it sounds like they handed a guy a piece of paper and they were like and go yeah <laughs> he's like trying to desperately read his lines he's never yeah. seen them before there's a phantom wraith suit that uh packard plows right into it reminds then- me of uh jason takes manhattan oh yeah yeah when yeah. there was that which i only rem- vividly remember because i just watched that movie at work the other day because uh-huh. i was at one of our satellite offices and there was like an hour between patients and I was like, well, I'm putting on AMC. There's no one in here. I'm going to watch an hour of Jason takes Manhattan. Before you had to flew it back to like sports center. Yeah. I had to like last channel to like good morning America or whatever. <laughs> um, it reminded me of that. Cause then Packard explodes and all of a sudden Packard's naked. Yeah. Packard is only wearing underwear, which is weird. No one uh, else a- was. Yeah. <laughs> it's another cool explosion. I guess Cassavetes wouldn't show his dick. I don't, but it's like, but why was that? Why was he naked at all? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and Randy actually, Quaid, actually, he might be wearing the same boxers that the other kid was was wearing when he was murdered, like white boxer shorts. Oh, Charlie maybe. Is wearing, so maybe that's what it's supposed to be. It's that would be a little heavy handed. That's weirdly specific to yeah, not yeah, explain yeah. or show. Yeah. And so at this point, Randy Quaid's like, "Well, I guess we should stop looking for the wraith now." And everyone's like, "What? Wait, what?" And he's like, <laughs> "I mean, it seems weird. Like, we should like. I feel like we'll never catch him, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's, he's like, he killed the bad guy. So yes. like, it's kind of solved all our problems. Actually, the only member of the gang that's left is like the weird inventor guy, and he seems mostly harmless. And he's gone now. He's probably gonna go to Elon Musk and create a supercar. Yeah." And a, a submarine no one that. asked I guess, for. I guess I should have done the bad Donald Pleasant's impersonation every time I was doing Loomis lines, but alas. That would have worked. Um, Packard! And so uh, Carrie goes as, walks home in her Hooters outfit, because that's what her work uniform is. It's a Hooters Basically, outfit. Yeah. And the the turbo pulls up, and she's, like, scared of it. And then the night, the Arkham Knight comes out, and it magically zaps into... Charlie Sheen, and she and pulls a bell like in Beauty and the Beast, and he's like, "It is you." <laughs> he does, he gets out of the race suit and is just like, "Whoa!" 
can't be doing that again. And I was like, when did we get to Bill and Ted territory? <laughs> yeah, like, what is happening? Is way too silly. She instantly accepts that he is her dead boyfriend. And then he's like, I'll be right back. And she's like, what? He's like, pack light. You can't bring a Drives lot of we're going. Yes. And so this is why I said this: the ending feels like a guardian angel movie. Oh, it is. Like, sure, yeah. I won't be needing this car anymore. You take it. And this is what upsets me about this movie is that he's back from the dead. Right. And he abandons his brother. Right. He doesn't like, even let his brother have any moments of like closure or anything. He just. They don't like, hug. Nope. His brother tries to hit him with a bat because he thinks it's Packer. And he's like, whoa, 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 buddy. Calm down there. And then Billy says, bro. And then he's like, he's like, what are you, bro? And he's like, exactly what you said. What? Why are you so casual about this? Yeah, that annoyed me because I was like, he's your brother. Yeah. And they seemed like they were close before the death. Yeah. So he abandons the brother. And I was like, this feels like a Teen Angel movie. Uh, re- do me a favor. Read the last synopsis. Send us home. Okay. Actually, before that, I do want to mention the uh, soundtrack to this movie kind of rules. I do Oz- like it Osborne, a lot. You got you got uh, uh, Bonnie Tyler, Motley, Molly Crew, Bonnie Tyler, um, Billy Idol. It's it's a good good soundtrack. Okay, I agree. I'm getting to the final here. Uh, Jake Jake picks that's Charlie Sheen picks up Carrie, who is now being watched from a distance by Sheriff Loomis, and together they ride off along the desert highway under a huge moon. Leaving the past behind. This is not the novelization of the movie Wraith. <laughs> yeah, someone was having a little bit of fun there, I think. Someone took a bit too much windshield wiper fluid and wrote yeah. the plot synopsis to the Wraith. Yes. Um, but yeah, that is the end of the movie. What are your final thoughts on the Wraith? I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite of the things we've watched. It's definitely sure. an, like an enjoyable thing like for your friends to have a drink, you know, um, Mystery Science Theater it. I think it'd be in, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I I was like super Im- happy with watching this movie. Like the a lot of decent character actors in there, so the quality of the acting is pretty high. Really, really, really great explosions. The car chases are well done. You know who would have been re- a good fit on the as like one of the police force who's not the sh- like the sheriff's deputy. Yeah, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, or Dick Miller could have been the owner of the burger shop. Yeah, like, I feel like a Dick Miller would have lent some awesome shit to this movie. Yeah. I think this is, like, a very solid B-minus B territory for me. I know we don't normally grade I them, agree. But, but, yeah, I was, like, really surprised by how fun this was to watch. Or not surprised, but but glad, given the trailer, I thought this was going to be a good time. And it's night, nice, like, we've talked before, but, like, this is sort of the fun part of the podcast, I think, when we get to find these little gems of stuff we haven't really heard of and get to get to watch it with fresh eyes is, is really fun. So I, I would I would definitely give this a recommend. It's free on Tubi. It does have commercials, but they're not too obnoxious as far as I think I watched I think there's like three three or four minutes of commercials in a ninety yeah. minute movie. Yeah, it's really not too bad. Um but yeah it's it's I, I really really dug this. I know Charlie Sheen is kind of a monster person, which sucks, but uh, uh, this movie is is pretty good and, and pre that stuff. So he kind of yeah, disappeared I, into the desert like we all wanted him to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was definitely having drug problems that. So anyway, uh, definitely a strong recommend for me. Is that is that like a light recommend for me? It's or a, you going to the full recommend? It's a recommend. Okay. I, it's not super strong, but it's a recommend. Like if you like 80 cheesy, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff, it's in, definitely enjoyable. It's just. Sure. Yeah. 
if you like car chases it just sucks that it's only 90 minutes and i still feel like it's like 20 minutes too long it it definitely could be five or seven minutes shorter no problems at all but i i do like most of the long shots in this movie unlike a lot of the stuff we watch um our next episode is one of our favorite annual traditions. It's tea Thanksgiving, and we'll be there in just a second. But first, let me tell you a couple quick things. One, make sure you review the show if you haven't done that already. Uh, check it out uh, wherever you get it and send us a review. Actually, wait, I'm supposed to be mean about it now. Review the show! If you haven't reviewed it yet, get off your ass and review the show. It's so easy. It takes one minute. We're not trying to podcast the whole neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. You're letting all the reviews out. Put them in the iTunes where they belong. Um... Check out DissectingThe80s.com for anything you want to know about the show. Get in touch with us on Twitter at DissectThe80s. Uh, send us email at DissectingThe80s. Send us email at DissectingThe80s at gmail.com. Or you can call the hotline 856-DISSECT. We always like to hear from you. Um, and don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DissectingThe80s. Uh, find the tier that works for you. Get some yourself some bonus episodes. Just put up one on Lost Boys, which I think is really great. And then our next bonus episode in December is going to be Die Hard. And that one will be recorded in the studio. So two Christmas episodes this year. One on mm-hmm. the main feed and one on the Patreon. So go go uh, get ready for that. Um, we will be back in two weeks to celebrate our favorite holiday, Tea Thanksgiving. Our Tea Thanksgiving episode will be dropping a little bit early it'll be november 18th so about 10 days before the holiday but we are celebrating the 35th anniversary of splash so be ready to get in the water i think that was a movie i liked a lot as a kid you did watch it quite a bit uh haven't seen it since then no memory i'll let like that is one of those like the joan cusack thing that mom was like (laughs) yes yes i've been told i love splash but i don't i couldn't tell you anything about it beyond daryl hannah and tom hanks yeah, and it's about a mermaid. That's all I got. And John mm-hmm. Candy's in it. National Treasure. <gasps> I forgot that. So it's our second That's exciting. Candy feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to dig into that. So, um, But until then, I have been Trip Leno. I will always be Andrew Leno. Until November 18th. Don't you forget about me.